This week on the Steam Machine Podcast, um, hey, uh, so I, like, I, I feel free to say no. I know this is crazy, but like, um, w- would you, uh, would would you want to go to, uh, you want to go to the Monster Prom with us? Oh, uh, cue the music. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and joining me as always are my good buddies, the Destructo Bros. It's Nate. It will. (laughs) (laughs) I I forget names It's an anime name. It will Lee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Will Lee and I'm dropping my training weights before we fight this one. Oh man, that was one of the best moments in Naruto. Um... Mm. And joining us this week is the one, the only, the beautiful, the bold, the wayward of cross, one Paul Corn. Paul, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm also here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it'd be really fucked up if you weren't and we just gave you all that intro. <laughs> they just have a soundboard of me from the last time I was on here. <laughs> it's just 80% Yakuza talk, which is you. basically how I talk. <laughs> um, Kid you. <laughs> oh man uh, how are you boys doing this week let's start with uh, i'll go to my left on my screen so willie how are you doing this week buddy <laughs> or the past few man. days <laughs> like yeah it's been like we record we last recorded like six days ago so uh it, I mean, I guess the main thing I was concerned about was my ankle mm-hmm. at the time, and uh, it's a lot better. It's not really in any pain. There's still some stiffness to it, but I could walk around without a cane, and it's more it, it like I can face it forward, and I just put one foot in front of the other. I mean, it's it's not perfect yet, but it's getting there. I should be able to get back to work Sweet. in about a day or two. Oh, good. Right I'm on. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. When it's back and better, I need you to go find Marty Janetti, give him a super kick, and throw him through a window. Of oh, course. Thank you. All right, Nate, how you doing, buddy? I do this for the Rockers. <laughs> Man, I'm doing good. Like I said, it hasn't been long since the last time we recorded, so I guess the most exciting thing is I went for a five-and-a-half-mile hike today because why the hell not? Good time. And, like, the weather is actually finally broken to where it was absolutely beautiful today. It was, like, high 60s outside, so I was just, like, reveling in it. Mm. So Yeah, weather's perfect the past week or so. Yeah, thank you, Fall, for finally coming and. You know, getting rid of this horrible summer. Fall's been edging for a while. (laughs) I got to tell you, uh, it's even been nice here in Florida. Like the hurricane just took everything with it. Like, so it's been like 72, 75 at night. It's been like 55, 60 and then Mm. no clouds. So it's just been clear blue skies. It's been nice. Hell yeah. It's been nice. What about you, Paul? What you been up to, man? What you been up to this week? Uh, I mean, most of what I've been up to is just, you know, work and, uh, raising the boy, you know, um, but, you know, I mean, I've, I've been, you know, trying to get back into playing games. I haven't done as much lately. I want, I want to get back into multiverses. I want to get back into sound voltex. I want to get back into 2DX, you know, and 
every time, you know, I just don't have the the time for it, you know, or I don't I don't I don't have the focus once I actually do have the time for it, you know, if that, if that makes sense. Uh, um, I can relate. Yeah. But uh, but I've been reading some stuff lately uh, if, in, that I've really been enjoying a couple of comic series, actually. Uh, one of them, I've got a couple right here just for you guys' benefit. Uh, yeah. One of them is uh, called Do a Powerbomb. Nice. Yes. Oh, that looks and, great. Uh, I love this cover yeah, already. So it's uh, basically it's about this girl. She's a wrestler. Her mother was a wrestler, like one of the best, you know, like, uh, but she was cut. Uh, her career was cut short because she died in the ring. There was a Ooh, there was a stunt that it. went wrong, you know, and basically broke her neck. I have know. a question. Uh huh. Was she wrestling? Oh, broke her neck. Was she wrestling D'Lo Brown? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, she died. Was she wrestling Rey Mysterio? <laughs> no, sorry, continue. Oh, but uh, but yeah. So you know, like her daughter wants to be a wrestler. You know, like and uh, nobody will train her because nobody wants to be responsible for you know a similar accident happening to her. You know, like everybody, everybody knew her. You know, like her dad was a trainer. You know, and he's like, no, I'm not going to train you to do the stuff that killed my wife. I'm sorry. You know, like. And, uh, you know, but she gets approached by this mysterious figure who, uh, is, who claims he is a powerful wizard, you know, and, uh, basically he got locked in this super long war with, uh, with like another civilization. They weren't able to defeat him, but they were able to exile him. And so while he's isolated, he's just like, I don't have anything to do but watch TV. And he found earth wrestling and he is fascinated by it. So he uses his powers to gather champions from all across the known universes to do a wrestling tournament. And whoever wins gets to bring somebody back to life. So Lona, the main character, is like, well, clearly I'm going to do this, you know, and uh, shenanigans ensue, you know. You um, gotta love these manga plots. <laughs> th- this isn't manga. This is Western comics right really? here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell me that would not make a great video game. Yeah, I, I would absolutely yeah. play that. Like, think like the art style maybe of like the like Battle Chef Brigade-esque, like, like that style, like a 2D cartoony look, but like it could that could be real fun yeah i mean you could also you could also get a really solid uh fighting game out of it because you know everybody has their own plot and you get to see all the different endings and all that stuff but uh the other one uh, the other comic that i've been reading uh is uh more on theme you know it being spooky month uh like uh the official title is i hate this place uh it was originally dubbed uh fuck this place (laughs) um it's it's about a couple uh they inherit a ranch uh from uh, a dead a dead relative like a great aunt or something like that um and uh they go there to you know basically settle everything up and then sell the place off when they get there uh they find out that the place is like mega haunted like there's uh there's zombies there's two different faction factions of ghosts it seems like there's aliens uh there is some weird forest spirit that is only known as the horned man you know uh there's a uh, serial killer that's like just stalking around in there you know just just bad things upon bad things upon bad things you know and uh you know like and they find out that 
if they try to leave, then uh, bad stuff follows them out of there, you know, like because they go to like a psychic to uh, try and, uh, and to try and assess the problem, you know, and it's very clear from the first panel with this lady that she's, you know, basically a con woman. But, you know, she's like, well, let's consult the tarot deck and see what it has to say. You know, she pulls out the first card. It's the death card. And she's like, well, the death card only means change. It, it, it's not necessarily bad. She pulls out the second card. It is also a death card, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know she she draws another card it is a third death card it's like so so what does three deaths mean you know and she's like well there's only one death card and all of a sudden the deck just starts exploding out with death cards and like her hand is like covered in just fucked up paper cuts it's like a sam raimi bit it's fantastic you know like uh really good stuff like i i i i love this comic uh uh, you can find it at your local comic shop under "I Hate This Place." Uh, you can order the explicit title uh, if you're if you're cool. Um, so you're not cool because you showed us you have the original the "I Hate This Place" comic. Yeah, you have the yeah. This, <laughs> the, 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 this was the one that when I first uh, when I first found it on the shelf, you know. So yeah, yeah, true that. I might I might have to look into that because both those comics. What was the name of the wrestling one too? Yeah, uh, do a power bomb. Do a, do power, a power bomb. bomb. Okay. Yeah. I need to make notes of both of these, so I hate this place and do a powerbomb. I like that both of them are just full-sentence titles. <laughs> I hate this place. Do a powerbomb. Just put them together, <laughs> man. jeez. <laughs> uh, I'm going to type it to our uh, group chat so I can remember. Nice. <laughs> good call, good call. You know how long the uh, runs of these are supposed uh, to be? I don't offhand. I would imagine, just based on the pacing of them, that they're somewhere in the six to eight issue range. Uh, I follow the I follow cool. the writer for Fuck This Place, uh, and I I know most of his work isn't like super long runner stuff. You know, that is the answer I was wanting yeah. to hear. That yeah. makes it a lot easier for me to pick something. Yeah, like I that would up. imagine that it's something that will get collected into like one trade paperback. That's cool. I sick. I have a comic run. I think it's in my stack of comics, which is over out of out of reach at the moment. And I don't know how regular comic fans felt about it because I know that they can be very picky when it comes mm-hmm. to like Marvel and things like that. But I have, uh, I think it's X Men. Oh shit! What is it? anyway? It, uh, the I don't remember the exact name of it, but the, the X Men basically start dealing with vampires. <laughs> and uh, Wolverine becomes a vampire, and they need to like be able to stop this. They don't know how to stop it or whatever, so they resurrect Dracula, and there's a 50-50 chance that he's going to help them or he's going to fucking... <laughs> ruin everything right <laughs> oh no there's vampires let's resurrect dracula it feels like we're going in the wrong direction with this yeah you know? I know. Hold like on. oh no it worked it worked out great for the helsing foundation <laughs> i mean the belmonts aren't complaining that's an anime joke just for paul yeah <laughs> uh, google it really quick and see if i can't find what it's called curse of the mutants that's the little name of the uh the series i think it was like a six a six issue that's arc or something. Se- that's that sounds like a 1960s horror movie, doesn't it? Like a real <laughs> shitty one that they only showed at drive-throughs. Oh man. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not deep in Marvel DC stuff, at least in insofar as like the comics, just because there's so much. You know, it's really hard to you know know what to uh, pick up, and I'm not made of money. <laughs> so no yeah this was literally like i went to the uh, the comic store one day in gainesville and was just like looking through comics and i saw these x-men comics that had to do with vampires and they had the entire run of the six and i was like 
and they were each like three or four dollars. I'm like, hell yeah, let's just let's just snag these and. Because, uh, like I said, I don't think it was a popular run. I don't think people mm-hmm. were super into it because they were like, vampires, meh. <laughs> but, you know, they can... Suck I feel like the X-Men have a natural advantage about, over uh, vampires because the X on all their uniforms is a cross already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I I haven't been up to much this week. I've been reading a webtoon uh, called yeah. Down to Earth, and it's super super like cutesy and like it's about this this girl named zeta who is an alien who comes from zodia and she lands on earth in this dude Cade's yard and it's basically like i'm gonna stay here with you now and hilarity ensues and he's trying to teach her how to become an earthling and fit in and stuff and it's it's really cute it's really cute and i like it um Give a fuck what anybody says. I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm secure enough in my manhood to read a nice, cute little webtoon. <laughs> it's okay but, to like uh, cutesy things. Actually, come. <laughs> it is. It is. Come to think of it, you asked how. Yes, I only answered really how I'm doing. I didn't really answer like what I've been up to this week. But I've been playing. A that few was games my next question stuff, for you. So was what, I guess you I were, get... what you were playing this week? Because I want to hear more about that. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been pretty busy. Uh, so the epic. Uh, Epic Game Store gave away this game Slain that Nathan was just talking about last week because he's been playing Valfaris by the same developer. And uh, so Slain is kind of almost like a Castlevania-ish type of thing a little bit, but it's very, it's a lot slower paced and really based on like parrying mechanics. Like you don't move very fast and it's very like heavy metal themed. Like you've got a long haired like dude with a broadsword or a battle axe and everyone talks very gothically to each other and when you defeat a boss there's a screen that says like press the attack button to give praise to the horn god and your dude just starts circle head bro- hanging head banging when i played that game i just pictured that you were like playing as the lead singer of amana marth <laughs> See, this is what brutal legend should have been <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and slain is fucking hard like willie like when you when you sent the, the credits earlier i was just like what yeah i just blew through it in two settings it was just yeah, I, got, like, I watched him play it for one day i was like dang he's better at this game than me and then today he says a screenshot like here's the credits i'm like god this game is so hard you've already conquered it you crazy bastard <laughs> <laughs> just you you live checkpoint to checkpoint you know that's fair I mean, I'm not going to say it was easy. There were a lot of moments where I was, like, doing the same thing over and over again and trying to figure out, like, slight changes to make in it. But I also feel like if I went back and played the whole thing through again, I would probably do it in, like, half the time. Like, I feel like I learned mm-hmm. a lot. Like, it's uh, But it's it's really fun. Uh, it, it's, it got really... It feels like one of the games I've played with really strict timing on the parry because it's not, like... You know, like, in some games, it's one button parries, one button blocks, and in other games, it's, like, tap to parry, holds mm-hmm. to block. Yeah. And this one, it's just strictly, if you tapped the button, like, within, like, six frames or whatever of the attack hitting you, and you're still holding it at the time it hits. Like, there's not a separate input at all for parry. You just had to time it really perfectly. Mm-hmm. This is the part I'm so bad at. Like, I, feel I like cannot get that timing for the parry down. Me either. Me either. The mis- the mistake I made the most early on was uh, tapping it and then letting go, so I didn't get a parry or a block, even though I probably would have got a parry if I held the button a little longer. I would, and just getting absolutely mashed. I would for really it. like to see how you would fare at a Dark Souls game. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd really like to take one more seriously. Like I said, the only one I really played any significant hours in was Dark Souls 2, and I was just playing it because it had just come out, and everyone was talking about it at work, and I wanted to be with the gang, but I was new to it, and that's not considered one of the better starter ones in the series, just because it expects you to have you know, played the first And I keep one waiting for Dark Souls Remastered to come on sale on Steam, because I'd like to pick that one up and give it a try because i it's like i think i think i'll really like a dark souls game but i don't want to pay full price to learn if i will or not yeah no i totally yeah. get that i uh i've been waiting for elden ring and i haven't seen it go on sale either man so maybe they're just taking the nintendo approach that they're like our games are good they don't need to go on sale <laughs> yeah speaking I, of which like i've been playing a lot of beat Saber, so like i keep waiting for it to go on sale on Steam to get a second copy of it so that I can mod it because like I have mine directly through the Oculus store on my Quest 2. Um, so first off, they put a new DLC music pack out this week, which was Lizzo, which I bought that and it's been a hell of a lot of fun playing through the Lizzo songs. <laughs> like they're not hard either. For some reason, like I play on my, I play on expert and like the best rating you can get is SS in the game. And I've already SS two of the Lizzo songs. <laughs> um, but like I guess I always pegged you for an SS bad taste joke. Sorry. <laughs> Everyone just silently stared at Dalton. My name is disbelief and hatred. <laughs> <laughs> I was, wa- I was watching, uh, I was watching war movies. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but anyway, I, I keep waiting for that to go on sale on steam. So I was like, you know what I should do? I should go look at the price history of games, see how often this goes on sale. So I finally looked up beat saver on that website and guess when the last time it went on sale was literally never. The game has never gone on sale since it's been released. Wow. Yeah, they know what they've got. Yeah, it's got to be. It, it is the most popular VR game, isn't it? Uh, it's it's the one it's that I there. always hear about. It's the one that's interesting to me, like, right offhand. Yeah, I'll have to bring my headset over to your place sometime, Paul, because so, I'd like to see you play it, because you're the rhythm game king. I think you'd be really good at it. <laughs> I've played it a few times before, just in isolation. I, I, I'm okay at it. You know, like, rhythm games... Once you get good at a decent number of them, you have like a baseline literacy in a lot of things, but each game kind of has its own specific mechanics that you kind of have to get used to, you know, and uh, that's usually where like expert charts start to start to become a thing. And then each individual game, it'll just kind of it'll vary wildly, you know how quickly you can climb those ranks for lack of a better term yeah because like out and like and you know this from ddr and stuff too is like even if something is listed at the same difficulty like an expert on that there are some expert songs that i passed like breeze through no problem there's still like six that i haven't been able to pass period do they have like a number ranking system in terms of their difficulty or anything uh, not that i understand like there's numbers by stuff but i don't know what uh, all of them mean so gotcha gotcha <laughs> because i'm just stupid i just want to play the game but <laughs> so i guess what i'm gonna have to do though is just buy it full price at some point just so i can get a modded version so i can play like Megadeth Beat Saber, which is what I really yeah, want to do. Yeah, get all the custom charts. Yeah. All that stuff, yeah. Play all the anime music. Oh, I, yeah. I uh, told Megan next time she comes down that she should bring her VR so I can play some Beat Saber. I haven't played it since, like, I had a bu- my buddy of mine, Joey, that had a Beat Saber uh, for PS4, um, and he had, they had the move controls and stuff. And man... It just feels so you feel like a fucking dual wielding some lightsabers, just doing some dancing, mm-hmm. swinging some swinging some sabes. It's fun as fuck. Yeah, it's incredible. I love it. 
It's a blast. I would love to be able to implement some of my music into that game because there's certain songs that I have, like uh, Bloodline Masquerade, Psycho Madness and stuff. I think that would really work well with that. Yeah, because one thing I've noticed, like, there's definitely types of music where the vibe works for Beat Saber and types of music where it doesn't. Because, like, I bought a few of the DLC packs and, like, recently I bought the Linkin Park DLC pack and I'm like, God, the vibe is so wrong. I hate playing this in Beat Saber. (laughs) Which is funny because, like, I also have um, Roland by Lint Biscuit and that's incredible to play on Beat Saber. (laughs) I think a lot of that can come down to charting, like how the how the uh, the the notes that you're trying to hit in whatever game you're playing do. Because uh, I know that there are some games uh, that will have like the same song across them, and it feels bad in one where it feels good in another. And I think it like like the people at uh, Bimani, like the the Konami Rhythm Game Division, they've gotten really good at charting. Uh, songs because they've been at it for you know like 20 years at this point you know but uh i i i it's not always the song but uh sometimes sometimes it is you know (laughs) there are some that just universally do not fit the control scheme that you're going for yeah and i think especially in a game like look i think it applies to ddr too but beat saber like there's a vibe those games are going for and if there's songs that just aren't gonna work with those vibes you know yeah yeah, no, I get that. I get that. For some reason, like when you said you got the Lincoln Park pack, what popped into my head was like you're just like doing it to like what I've done. I found myself. Yeah, and I'm like, that doesn't work. Like in my, that's not a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> it's like, and it made me think when I got it. It's like, did I ever actually like Lincoln Park? <laughs> there, I like their first two albums, um, Meteora and Hybrid Theory. Yeah. They're really good. Everything after that was, yeah, yeah. But like they, they, they I feel like they do have some song. You know what would have been there? And Willie, you're a fan of Lincoln Park, right? So you probably would agree, agree with me that they should have went with Points of Authority or not Point, uh, not Points of Authority. I'm sorry. Um, what was the fucking name of the remix album they did? Oh, uh, I know, I know. Reanimated. Yeah, dude, that would have been the choice to do for like a Beat Saber game, I think, because it was like where they went in and they remixed all of their mm-hmm. first album and made it more electronic-y. Yeah, that and would make like, sense. Why wouldn't they have <laughs> just done that? Yeah. Alternatively, do the Collision Course remixes with Jay-Z yeah. because then you could be like streaming Jay-Z's part and you'd have more rhythmic complexity to it. Yeah, because like any idea. like actual like rap song in Beat Saber is kind of intense because like um, they have DNA by Kendrick Lamar in there and that song took me forever to pass. <laughs> Do they have a rap god by Eminem? I imagine that <laughs> I the, the breakdown oh, of that would be very difficult. <laughs> it's funny you said that. I was thinking Tech Nine, or like Twista, <laughs> in my head. Yeah, just somebody who comes in there just yeah. spitting fast and just you're basically just playing. Some of them are You assuming I'm a human? What I got to do to get it through to you? I'm superhuman, innovative, and I'm in a Nah, I lost it. Man, you're really beginning to feel like a mentally ill movie. <laughs> oh man I, i've learned that it's all about syllables when you're doing that like when you listen to tech nine when he's doing that like follow me all around the planet to run the game i know psychology we can do damage they do damage with no apology picking up the panic a little minute because i gotta be panic apogetic because i'm not it's all about syllables and just being able to spread a word out to make it fit for what you're doing it's all about jeff mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's all it's all jeff. about that jeff about that jeff no syllables <laughs> <laughs> 
Old Grumpy. Jeff, the secret of hip-hop. <laughs> He's the secret shosh. Oh, man. I, what, what were you even... Oh, I had one, I had yeah, one other thing, too. Um, uh, so, I'll, this week I wanted to play through a Doom wad called Overboard. It's uh, like a beach and ocean-themed wad by uh, Moldy, a.k.a. if you've ever seen Syriac Harris, his videos on YouTube where he has, like, the weird fractal animals and weird music and stuff playing. Like, it's like these animations with, like, cows that sprout more cows out of their legs and stuff. <laughs> it, anyway, that's the same guys did the... Uh, this great doom series or great doom episode called going down and he just showed back up out of nowhere many years later it popped up an episode a full a, like six uh map thing called overboard i was gonna start playing it and especially because the other day i saw that decino who's one of the people i follow who like does playthroughs of uh doom wads had just started doing a playthrough of it i'm like i can't watch this till i play it because i really want to see it for myself first and so i was gonna start playing it yesterday night and then i saw dina doom another channel i like watch for doom did one on a one called scythe x and scythe scythe is my favorite doom wad of all time but i never played scythe x because i didn't really know what it was and i thought i needed to play scythe 2 first turns out x is an unfinished sequel to 2 but because the guy was doing all the levels in order of where they were going to be in the episode anyway, it means he just finished like the 10 easiest ones basically and then released it. So you don't need to have played two and it's easier than the other two sides. So I just ended up playing it and uh, played through all of it today. And it, it wasn't as easy as I expected, especially the last three levels. But man, it nice. was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Like, I. The Dean of Doom video, he had like a spoiler warning, so I was like, don't watch this part unless you've played it. So I'm like, okay, guess I'm playing that instead of Overboard today. <laughs> Darn, and too so much Doom. I did not. <laughs> yep. But I can, I can see why I did it, because the 10th level did something I really didn't expect, and I wouldn't have known to look for it. I, uh, I can relate, like, when you talk about these wads and stuff, to like when I find the new cool Skyrim mod. And I'm like, let's see how this mm-hmm. changes things up. You know what I mean? So, like, I totally get the, like, fuck i need to try this out like i, I totally understand that yeah the, the whole infinite world of modding thing nothing like skyrim fallout doom i think like mario world has a incredible scene of modders and stuff like so, so many of those games are just still living because people just don't let them die and i think that's amazing keeping them on that life support <laughs> Well, gentlemen, speaking of dying, there were a lot of people dead in the game that we played this week. Would you guys like to get into the O-dubs for Monster Prom? Woo! Let's go. So, and and I'll point out what made me say earlier when I was like, oh, no shit. And I, yeah, so yeah. Monster Prom is a dating simulation game developed by Beautiful Glitch, a studio based in Barcelona. Huh. Hmm. Now, all I know about Barcelona is that it was a level in one of the Tony Hawk games. <laughs> and it looks like a very pretty city, at least in the game. And that's the place where they do the running of the bulls, correct? No. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's Pamplo- Pamplona is uh, where they okay. do the running of the bulls. Well, in, in Barcelona and Tony Hawk, there was a bull that would chase you around. And you had to snitch on the back of him because it's fucking Tony Hawk. <laughs> uh Gotta sketch the bull. You'll but, to see uh, it. Yeah, it was a studio based in Barcelona and founded by Julian Gejuana. Uh, help me out here. So it's like uh, Julian or Julian uh, Q. You know what? I will Thank go you. ahead Thank and you. pull up the page Thank myself. Because 
Okay, so you said it's in Barcelona, so I'm going to do Spanish pronunciations instead of Latin American pronunciation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Keanu, maybe? Yeah, probably. Let me see. Uh, Julian Keanu. Julian Keanu Reeves. And published (laughs) by those awesome guys. The game was released for Windows, Mac OS, and Linux on April 27th, 2018, and was distributed on Steam. A Nintendo Switch release was launched on May 21st, 2020. Monster Problem was written by Julian, uh, Corey O'Brien, and Maggie Herskowitz, illustrated by Arthur Tian and programmed by Elias Perias. I probably that I think that I think that's Pereiras? Per- Pereiras. Thank you. I'm like I fucked that up for sure. Players assume the role of a student at Spooky High a high school populated by monsters as they attempt to find a date to prom. And there is an expansion to this game titled Monster Prom Second Term that was released on February 14th, 2019. Which I don't believe we got to. No, we, we didn't. Did the second term. No, we played... We uh, we played one game of the, uh, uh, the... The shorter version because we have... we it, It's hard to schedule around a full group because, you know, we all have... Well, several of us have lives. <laughs> Yeah, but man, I had a blast. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a really fun time. Like the writing's really good. So, what were uh, what were your ex- expectations going into this? Uh, we'll start with Nate, and we'll go circular on my screen. So, okay. Nate, what about you? Cool, cool. Yeah, so like, I didn't have very high expectations for it because, like, you know, this is not a genre that I ever gravitate towards. I don't think I've ever played, like, what would be considered a dating sim in the past. So I didn't know what to expect coming into this. So my expectations were kind of low. Just like, I mean, I think I'll have a good time hanging out with Dalton, Paul, and Willie playing this. But as far as <laughs> gameplay-wise, I didn't have any expectations. Okay. And Paul, what about you? Uh, I had heard just teeny little bits about this game you know so i expected something pretty funny uh but i didn't realize that it was so short you know uh and i don't mean that in a negative way like i i expected something that was going to take up more of my time than it did um you know something closer to like maybe a doki doki literature club obviously not in tone but you know just in you know in the sense of we're we're following a consistent plot all the way through and that's not really what's going on it's it's tiny little vignettes that we're doing that get kind of strung together into something almost resembling a plot (laughs) but not really you know um but yeah no i i was expecting something uh, something a little bit longer and uh maybe that that would kind of lose my focus uh part way through like uh, but but I, when I, because uh, I fired it up a little bit before I played with you guys, and I was able to play through like an entire term, you know, just kind of maybe in forty-five minutes, you know, like it, it was surprisingly short, and I was like, oh, okay, I might try another couple. So I did like, I did like a couple of other short terms, and then I played with you guys, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and Willie, what were your expectations going into it? Well, I was the one that suggested mm-hmm. this game, and the reason I had is because I'd actually watched a um, stream of the sequel to this game, Monster Camp, being played on uh, a stream called Secret Sleepover Society, and it just seemed like 
the most fun and funny thing I'd ever seen. And so the moment we were like talking about Halloween games, I was like, we probably need to have like a lighthearted and fun one in addition to having like, you know, horror and scary type games. So I was like, what are some things with horror elements? I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, Monster Prom. And I kind of figured it would be pretty similar to that game. Uh, and yeah, I got exactly the experience. What I what we got was what I expected. <laughs> like, I thought it would be a great time with the boys. I thought we would have a lot of laughs at the writing because it's really just funny and silly writing. I, yeah. yeah, I did not expect it to be as funny as it was. Um, my expectations going in were very much, I've played dating sims. Like, dating all the way back to, I think it was Newgrounds. They had a game called Sim Girl. That was a flash-based dating sim that I played back in the day because I wanted, even as a young adolescent, I wanted to see some cartoon titties. <laughs> right? I see. I think that the the dating aspect of the game kind of puts people in the mindset of more simulation-y visual novel mm-hmm. type things, and I think this game is something more close to a choose-your-own-adventure or a yeah. board yeah. game. Yeah. Like, if I had to pick a game that I think it's the most similar to, there's like a multiplayer kind of board game, choose your own adventure game called The Yog, which is about uh, an impending disaster. And like, that's the game that I would most closely relate to. Yeah, I've played that before with you, I think. Yeah, it was a cool one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess let's just uh, jump into our experiences. Nate, I know you took some notes. I just need to find out where they were. Uh, Oh, yeah, there it is. In the chat. So do you... Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, so there's four player characters, and I'm glad I looked them up today because I didn't know what they. We not, I don't think any of us realized what they represented before we started. So there's four characters you can choose between. It doesn't really affect anything other than what you look like while you play. There's one guy named Oz who's this dude with no face, kind of creepy looking, who was apparently the personification of fear and the player character for Willie. Oh. Hambone. <laughs> Yeah, Hambo. I named him Hambo. Yeah, I think we uh, I think we joked that he looked like a heartless from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the next was a fiery character, like definitely fire themed red all the way around, named Amira Rashid, who was a fire gen, who was played on our game by one Paul Korn. Yep. What'd you name him? Named her Firebush. Firebush. <laughs> Is it- I keep it classy. <laughs> And then the next character, who is the, the green character, was named yeah. Brian Yu, who was a zombie, who was played by Dalton. Me, and his name was Niall Ohala, because I did not get the memo about naming your character something <laughs> that wasn't a normal name. <laughs> he went he first. Went, yeah, I went first. <laughs> he didn't know... He didn't know we and were going to have poops. I picked was Vicky Schmidt, who was blue, and who was a Frankenstein's monster... Um, I named her Vicky. Because <laughs> I just liked her name. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and then, was, is it like immediately that you start meeting the cat? Yeah, because they introduce it, the whole cast to you right there at the beginning, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, it does the uh, the uh, uh, the world's most stupid personality <laughs> yeah. test, is mm-hmm. what it was called, right? And the last question, and it kind of gives you... Uh, well, I think it, it shows you the, uh, the 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 possible romance options first, and then the last question on that gives you, like, a hint as to which one you might want to pursue based on how you're planning to play your character. Yeah. And the personality questions were really freaking funny. Like, do y'all remember any of them specifically? Because they were so good. 
No, but I can look them up real quick. So uh, I think one. Uh, I remember. Yeah, one they're different the- every time. Uh, I think one of them was like, uh, "What's a statue that you would leave, you know, for uh, future generations?" You know, and like one of the answers is basically like uh, uh, one of your political opponents looking silly or something like that. You know, that's right. Uh, uh, and the raining down the rhinoceri. <laughs> They really yes. like the word rhinoceri. That showed up like several times in our run. <laughs> yeah, it's a great. It's a great word. Uh, yeah, and then the characters that are available to romance in this game. One was Scott Hal, who was basically a giant himbo werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's the big jock, and he's he's just. Pure of heart, the thick of thigh, and dumb <laughs> That's of a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect way to put it. <laughs> uh, next, another one was Liam de Liancourt, who was a vampire, who was kind of this hipster, douchey vampire kind of, a, kind of guy. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be hipster or nerdy. He was kind of somewhere in uh, Yeah, he kind of he kind of threaded the line. I, I would say he leaned more on the hipster thing, at least in the playthroughs that, uh, that I did, you know, but... But yeah, there's definitely also nerd stuff there. Yeah, I I have to point out real quick, just because of my love for Anne Rice, that I absolutely adore that they named the vampire's last name Deleoncor, which is the last name of Lestat from the series of uh, the Vampire Chronicles. It just it warmed my heart, my black little heart. <laughs> uh, another one was Vera Oberlin, who was a Gorgon, or for you layman, a Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> and She's like kind of snooty and really into organized crime. Yeah, and she was, a lot she's of into money. organized crime. Organized crime. <laughs> organized crime. I will Damn. leave the chat now. I am sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That that joke should that joke is probably in the game somewhere. Organized that's really crime. good. That's amazing. Yeah, she's basically your rich girl, like your mean girl, rich girl kind of thing. Um. Then next was Damien Levay, who was a fire demon. And what is this trope, high school trope you would associate this guy with? He just wanted to fight everything. He was just mad all the time. <laughs> he, like, he's not quite a yeah, bully. He, he's, like, he's like right on the line of he's it. He's a rebel. <laughs> he's a rebel, but he's, like, he's kind of like if Arthur Fonzarelli was actually as bad as they acted like he was. <laughs> I, I, I went to school with these two kids that they would always get into fights. And it got to the point where... They would. They wouldn't even need a reason. They would. We we would show up to school, and Charlie and Ben would walk up to one another and be like, "You want to fight? Yeah!" And they would rip their shirts <laughs> off and just start fucking fighting. <laughs> and then they would both get suspended. They say that's how the National Hockey League was first formed. <laughs> but yeah, so like that's what he reminded me of is just like a hothead. Yeah. Like mm, yeah. And then um, you had a uh, Polly Geist who was a ghost, and she was just kind of like your fun, loving, goofy, want to party all the time kind of girl. Super into drugs. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> loves yeah. all the yeah, drugs. <laughs> and then this one didn't really appear much on our playthrough, and her name was Miranda Vanderbilt, and she was a mermaid, but I don't know anything about her personality, because while we were playing, we didn't really see her very much. I don't yeah, think she I- didn't really ping for any of us, because uh, I think the game seems to, like, kind of... It, once you start interacting with a character, it will, you know, give you more opportunities to ha- interact with that character, you know. Uh, so yeah. none of us, like, initially flagged her, so she became less and less important, basically. But, uh, yeah, for, 
Because it felt like Vera and Damien took every choice chance they could to storm onto the scene, like, multiple times <laughs> yeah, a day. Yeah, Vera was definitely locked into uh, into Niles' playthrough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I wound up pursuing Polly in my, uh, in my solo runs. Uh, and I didn't talk to, at like the the first lunchtime. Uh, I didn't talk to any of the romanceable characters. I just talked to like a coven of witches, and I think that really screwed me <laughs> because the game just didn't know what to do with me. <laughs> I didn't realize that the witch characters weren't romantic. The, the 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 lead witch is romanceable in Monster Camp, mm. so I thought that maybe she was in this game, and I just missed the part where they were talking. About I know her. that there are secret endings, and I think that there might be like non-primary character options, but oh. uh, I, I'm not, don't quote me on that. I'm not positive. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, uh, I, I was told to, to run through these because they were entertaining on this. So the narration for the, for the game when we were playing was done by Sam Elliott. <laughs> right? It was, he was, he was our narrator. Yeah. Dalton did a bunch of fun voices for mm-hmm. us and I really appreciate that. And then there that. was Scott Howell. He was just like, yeah, let's do it. No, no, I'm sorry. Scott was the uh, Scott was like this. He was the werewolf. Uh, Damien was the one who talked like this. And yeah. Like, God damn it. Yeah. And, and then you had uh, yeah. Liam de Leoncourt, and then you had Vera Oberlin, and then you had Polly Geist, and she loves drugs. <laughs> and then I, I think. Oh my god! I don't even think you made a Miranda yeah, I don't voice. Know. And I think if she was the pink girl, then I, yeah, she was I, the pink girl. Yeah, I think I just gave her a voice like this. Like I think she didn't really because she didn't really come up, so I didn't really ever give her a hard line yeah, voice. Like, we never yeah. got her personality. Paul, when you, I know you said you did a couple individual playthroughs. Did you ever get to know that character better? Not really. Uh, like she, because because I focused on Polly on all of the runs that I did because it took. Three tr- it took three tries for me to uh, to it took three tries for me to actually successfully get her to go to prom, um, but uh, yeah, no, nah, I didn't really get much on Miranda other than you know she she's rich uh, and uh, you know so she's got kind of the high society stuff. We actually did have one scene with her and uh, Scott. Because she's like showing uh, him all of the different silverware, mm. you know, oh and God. then uh, right. and then like you suggest making uh, silver hands, yeah. you know, <laughs> for new utensils. Yeah, that was me. And then I did that one. Yeah, because yeah. like when I initially went in this game, the two the character that I had in mind was Miranda, but somehow she just did just disappeared. So I moved my affections <laughs> elsewhere quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just kind of have to work with what you have in a short game. It seems. I yeah, I definitely made the mistake of uh, go like accidentally romancing the opposite of the one that I wanted at the <laughs> table, <laughs> and then ended up trying to pick the one I wanted anyway. Like that was going to go well, and yeah. <laughs> so when you first started this, when we were playing together, who was your initial goal? Because mine was the mermaid Miranda, who we never saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine was definitely uh, Liam de Leoncourt because I'm a sucker for vampires. Hey, 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 ah, hey I get hey. it. Hey, <laughs> uh, like myself, I was just seeing like what other content was on the edges, just because I just because I hadn't messed around with any of that, and it didn't really yield anything in the game that uh, we did. Gotcha. But, uh, such is life. Such is life. <laughs> 
I liked Damien so much from the Monster Camp stream that I watched that I was I really, really hoping he'd be romanceable in this game. And when he was, I was so thrilled that I immediately was like, <laughs> okay, I'm picking him. And then when he decided he wanted to fight me, I'm like, oh, that's even better, actually. <laughs> yeah, and then you ended up with, like, the best ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Yeah, you guys fucked in the back. Yeah, I think I had, like, a secret ending. We got a secret yeah. ending. I'm pretty sure Willie was the one that got the secret ending. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I'm yeah. curious about in this game, and like I'm going to keep asking Paul a bunch of questions because he's the most experienced at this game somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll I'll try and uh, answer. I don't know <laughs> if I'll have much for so you. So when but... you played single player, did you just have control of one character and the game just went by like that much faster as opposed to us having four? I had control of one character, uh, but uh, I had more days uh, than in the multiplayer mm. game. Um, so you know, like. I think it's uh I think it's like 6 weeks in a full game and uh 3 weeks in uh in a short game for the single uh, uh, for the single player. So each week has like a day cycle, a night cycle and then a lunch, you know. And then day cycle and or day, lunch, night, day, lunch, night, day, lunch, night, you know. And uh so you you have all the different vignettes that you can do and it gives you more opportunities to you know, interact with the different characters and kind of build your stats and stuff like that. Yeah. I assume that they change like the requirements for certain stuff based on that, you know, but I, I couldn't tell you. Um, I'll go ahead and say that when I got close to the end of that playthrough, I looked up um I decided to look something up and it did there are required stats for uh ending up with each character. Mm. And they are different based on single and multiplayer mm. and short gotcha. versus long. So they did calibrate it for every okay. scenario. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, once you guys started seeing, like, because this game has stats, basically, like, there was boldness, intelligence, creativity. Do y'all remember the other ones? Uh, there was charm. money. Boldness, intelligence, creativity, money, charm? and um, charm. Yeah, charm was one of them. Charm. It's like, I just. Was that it? I think it might have been. And, like, I just remember yeah. one of my stats. There's I just, six, like, yeah. when I noticed one of them started to get higher than the other, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go full into boldness at this point. Uh huh. Like, how did y'all. Um, strategize your stat lines i played it like i play real life man charm creativity (laughs) i uh kind of wanted to like since i didn't know what i was doing i was just kind of like okay well i don't want anything to be super low Mm -hmm. um but i think my boldness was not particularly good i think i actually like fucked up a social event because of that um but but yeah, so I was just trying to kind of be like, okay, well, uh, yeah, no matter what situation I go into, you know, I will have a decent chance of having the requirements, you know, but yeah, I guess we should mention that that's kind of the main game mechanic with your stats is basically every um, every event that comes up, you're given a choice between two ways to solve a problem, usually, um, and either the thing is you're pleasing one or the other person if there's two romanceable characters or else it's you're basically picking what stat you're choosing to use and then if you meet a certain threshold then it succeeds and you gain more stats and affection and otherwise you uh fail and look like an idiot and lose stat points and probably get yeah. a funny for instance one of the events that i had and failed which was pretty hilarious because my creativity score was garbage and i didn't didn't realize this is oh. what was going to happen. It's like I went to the library for one, and um, our boy da- Damien Levey shows up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, I have this body here. I need help making sure no one discovers that I killed their body because I don't want to go back to jail again." <laughs> and so, it gave you a couple <laughs> options, and my dumbass was like, 
this one's funnier, so I'm picking this option. And it was to disguise the dead body as a water fountain in the school. So <laughs> the problem therein lied that my creativity was garbage in it. So when I went to do it, it turned out looking like absolute crap. And Damien was like, hey, what's wrong with you? This looks awful. <laughs> And he's like, why did you write in sequence, this is a dead body across it? (laughs) And ended up losing stat points because of it. But it was hilarious at the same time. So it didn't really mind. But like, Mm -hmm. like definitely like the game, whether or not you're succeeding or doing poorly, which I don't think it matters in this kind of game. It made it entertaining either way. Yeah. I love when they would be like. You lost a thousand points to your history score, but that doesn't matter in this game because that's not a stat. Yeah, (laughs) or something like that. Like it was just tremendous. Yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, like one of the things you do for money is like running, running fishing scams out of the library. (laughs) You know, and it'll be like you lose minus ten karma. That's not a thing here, so don't worry about it. You get two money. You know. (laughs) I liked. uh, I think my favorite one in that regard was like. The teacher gains plus, plus 1,000 coolness, but that doesn't matter because he's not trying to romance any of the students. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> I'm just reading here. Maybe maybe we'll have to try second term sometime, even if it's just in a spare time. Because in, in the plot thing, it says, second term introduced two new monsters to romance. Ah. Ooh. Zoe, an eldritch monster. Nice. And Calculester Hewlett Packard, a computer. <laughs> so that's where Calculester comes from. A okay. Computer robot. Nice. <laughs> like that's that's fucking fantastic. <laughs> I don't know if this would be terribly out of turn, but there was one thing I was going to ask you guys. Like, if there was, uh, if you were going to introduce another romanceable character, uh, what would you do? Like, what mo- what type of monster and what kind of school archetype would you go for? A Kelpie, and she's a girl on the swim team. Nice. <laughs> That's good. Oh, I like that. The jock. Nice. So, one that I have that kind of would, I feel like, would be a rival for Scott in a lot of ways would be another big jock character, but it's a kaiju. So, it's a giant <laughs> big jock character. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Hunkzilla. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, the, the one, uh, like one that, uh, Chandra suggested when I ran this pa- pastor was a, uh, was a Cenobite goth girl. Ooh. So like the, uh, nice. so like the pins have like piercings in them, you know, yeah. so she, <laughs> yes, that's awesome. That's really good. And, I uh, like that a lot. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'll let you go, Willie. I'm going to go against type and, uh, have, a character that is an angel girl, and she's absolutely aghast <laughs> at everything that's going on. That's she's funny, too. I like that. She's the really, yeah. The my really my girl. idea, my idea was just uh, like a completely vanilla human, uh, just just some guy named Dave, you know, just walking around like because of some like clerical error or something, you know. <laughs> and like stories just keep getting told about like all the messed up stuff that he's doing or whatever, you know, like rumors are going around. It's 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 just Dave. <laughs> You know, just, <laughs> just just walking around, not understanding the context of anything that's going on. <laughs> I like it. I uh, just a quick sidebar. This month, there's a game coming out called Ultra. What was it? 
Ultra Monster Kaiju Rancher <laughs> or Ultra Ultra Kaiju Monster Rancher. And it is a spinoff of the Monster Rancher series where you raise kaiju monsters from Ultraman. Nice. Huh. And it got so a Western dope. release. Ooh. So it's coming out over here. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, I think it's only for Switch. Okay. But I do have a Switch. But I'm just like, <laughs> man, I want to raise some kaiju. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that question, Paul. I had some good, <laughs> good stuff there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I don't know how like in depth we can go about this because... I'm going to be honest with you guys, listeners. We played through this like last night together as a group. Yeah. But uh, that, that, was, that was bad. That was bad. Because like, <laughs> I didn't own this game. I don't know if Willie owns this game. Paul and Dalton own the game. But mm-hmm. I think the whole vibe, we just wanted to get the vibe of it, play through it one time and have a good time with it. And I think mm-hmm. that it delivered on that. Like, it, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and this game offers a lot of replayability, too. Like, I could see us playing this again together mm-hmm. as the group of us and just having a completely mm-hmm. different experience. Yeah. Like, the cool thing about yeah. this game is it has over 1,300 possible events and 47 secret endings, not even to mention how many normal endings you can get. So, just like... It's insane. It has a lot of content for a little cute game like this, and I definitely appreciate it. And the fact that I think we played it but how we play it took us about an hour and a half to get through a full game, if I remember correctly. Just yeah, whereabouts? So I think there's we a lot the of short game, huh? We we played a short we did game. play a yeah, short, we did a short game. game. Yeah, if we played a long game, yeah. I think it would have taken like maybe two hours, two and a half hours. But Something like, like it was so much fun, and I think playing it as a group added a lot to the experience for me because just having all of Dalton's voices playing each different character was just yeah added a lot to the experience, and I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, the multiplayer also had like little party game elements of it where it's like, you know, uh, determining who goes first will, you know, it'll do like party game style questions where it's like everybody say the name of like a company, you know, and then it'll do like a Mad Libs thing where it's like, okay, so which company would have the weirdest product placement in Game of Thrones or, you know, something like that, you know. Yeah, the one that I remember is name and object. So I was like a joint because that was what I had in front of me. And then it was ended up being like, who would have the wor- uh, best, the worst fucking weapons in a battle based on the objects that they chose? And I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Give peace a chance, man. At least it would numb the pain, Dalton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hold exactly. on, I got a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could, or pull it out, or we could do this. <laughs> so what would you guys that think be- about the endings you got for your characters when we played? I hated my ending. <laughs> you got rejected by the vampire boy. I did. I put all my time into Vera and then like an idiot picked the vampire boy. And it just, what do you know? It didn't work. Well, to be fair, you confessed your love what for Vera you? in the previous scene. And she was like, no, fam. Yeah, it went oh, pretty bad. Well, yeah, because yeah, we had guns aimed at us and it was like, I could either kiss the crocodile and throw everybody off that way. Or I can confess my love to her. And I was like, well, you know, we might die here. So like. I'll just confess my love to her and see what happened. And it was not the right choice. And she's like, not. And then she called it out as like emotional blackmail. Yeah. Um, you know, and and just... I was like, no, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> it was really funny in that way. Yeah. I liked my ending. Cause like once I realized I wasn't going to get any more Steve, that Miranda Vanderbilt character, I kind of went all in on Scott, Howe, the himbo werewolf. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I got my prom date. So I was happy. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really have anybody that I was like properly focused on. So I was like, I'm not even going to 
bother asking anybody because I feel like I'm not going to get a good response from anybody. So I just went by myself and it had a really affirming message about, yeah, no, you don't need other people, you know, to to validate you in this way, you know? Dude, like, it was you know, very and, inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's Willie's ending. Which... Which, well, I was going to say that was really funny to me, too, because the stream I watched of Monster Camp, someone also didn't have a real one that they had picked. And they also went with the go alone to the uh, meteor shower event, which was the equivalent mm-hmm. to the prom. And the game just goes, OK, so you just spent the last two hours playing a game where you're trying to date someone and you chose not to date anyone. Good job, idiot. You lose game over. <laughs> what the fuck was that, Nate? How did you do that, that Nate? shit. <laughs> I don't know if it's a nitro thing. Okay, so for the audience at home, we have our cameras on, and I made the um, uh, Tetis laugh emote appear over my face a million times. Um, but on Discord, you know, you have the camera turn, you have the screen share button, you have the microphone button. There's now a, a emote react button between the microphone and the hang up button. Yeah, that must be a nitro thing. Or I don't have it. Anyway. Okay. I do not have it either. Sorry. <laughs> no, quite all right. <laughs> oh wait there it is ice cream code <gasps> oh <laughs> and yeah. i totally derailed the podcast with discord <laughs> so thanks guys <laughs> oh it's limit it's limiting me so i ended up getting a uh se- i ended up getting a secret ending i think uh where damien was so pissed off because nathan screwed up something in his story that he ended up coming and challenging me to no, a fight you ate his banana. <laughs> Uh, he was going to be, I, I looked, I did end up looking up the fight storyline and whichever one you said was going to cause a fight there. <laughs> he was already mad because of what you oh, did. Is that because I, I screwed up the hiding a body thing? I'm, I'm not yeah, sure, but it makes sense, funny. doesn't it? <laughs> I like this appeal to the guide. Like, I just imagine that you do this in every, in a lot of interactions where you're just like, no, no, I checked the guide on life and uh, it says you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> says right here on the wiki. Huh? There's even a citation. <laughs> My sources, I made it the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, I, I ended up uh, like really, really enjoying this. Yeah, I had a much yeah. It was better. a super fun time. Yeah, I, I actually really hope, really hope one of these days you, you guys are like, hey, uh, anyone free tonight? Let's yeah, play it again. Sure, yeah, I'd play I it would again. Too. I just don't own the game. We played off Dalton's stream, so I think Paul. We know Paul and Dalton own it. So if we want to do it again, one of those two have to be the lead point on it. <laughs> yeah. I also I own a. Uh, I think I own a DRM free copy. So I mean, I mean, here's the thing: I'd want to give the devs that you money will. for this if I decide to no, get I it for get myself that. because this is a mm-hmm. really cool experience. And like for me, it definitely exceeded any expectations I might have had on it. So I had a really good time playing it. And also, shout outs to everybody that joined us and watched us play through this game because having y'all there in the audience, I hope you guys enjoyed yeah. it and got to hear Dalton's velvety tones enacting all these different <laughs> characters. <laughs> yeah. I dude, I just I don't know. I really like doing voices, but y'all know that. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, it's funny. I, when we first got started, I'm like, uh, "Do y'all want to each pick a couple characters and we can voice them?" And I was like, "I'll just get all of them." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, sure." I, I, so I, I had a uh, a DM, my buddy George. Shout out to George if you're listening. Um, and he used to tell me that he was impressed that whenever I would DM a game for us or something, that I would give people unique voices and then remember those voices for those NPCs. And he'd be like. 
man, I can't do that shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, like the blacksmith talked like this. I still remember to this day. <laughs> what do you need? That kind of thing. But let me tell you, at the end of the stream last night, my throat was like, huh, from doing Damien. <laughs> which is just like this the whole time. Like when he's getting mad. <laughs> I need a lozenge. Huh? <laughs> uh, so, like, uh, final thoughts, ratings? Dude, like I said, I had a great time. I thought the writing was spectacular. The art style was really adorable and fun to watch everything happen. Like, I think a lot of love and effort went into creating this game, and it really shows and shines through for all of the developers and everybody who worked on this game. Even the tiny bits of voice acting that was existing in the game was really good that I could hear. Yeah, I really like this way more than I ever thought of. I'm going to give this an eight and a half um, polys out of ten geists. <laughs> okay, okay. Willie, what about you? I mean, I knew what I was going to get going into it. I got exactly what I wanted. Uh, it was an incredibly charming and fun experience. Um, I was really, I was equally ready to go into this. Like, if I started to have a couple of bad rolls, I was just going to go all in on goofing everything up and making it all laughs and stuff. <laughs> but I ended up getting a really good ending, which I was really thrilled by. And I don't know, I just, I, I really liked it. I want to play it again whenever possible. I, I'm going to give it uh, eight broken rims out of ten. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to say, I wonder if Willie's going to go ten out of ten would let Damien break ribs again. jeez. What about you, Paul? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it accomplished a lot of what it set out to do. The 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 little nits that I have with it, you know, ha- have mostly to do with the fact that I'm pretty sure it's a really small dev team, you know, and, uh, you know, so I, I wish that there were uh, more characters, you know, like uh, some uh, like not not that there isn't a solid uh set that they have but you know i would have liked to see like a character that fit very specifically into my own archetype of you know the the kind of people that i like to pursue i'm sorry you didn't get to fuck velma in this game paul i I know i know (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah like i mean jokes aside you know i i would have liked to see more characters and see more of those interactions but i know that even introducing one new character would you know create a whole cascading thing of okay well how do they interact with this character Mm -hmm. how do they how do they go with this character what do they uh, what groups do they fit into for you know group scenes and things like that like i know that that would get exponentially difficult but yeah, so I mean, honestly, I would give it like eight point five uh, disco balls out of uh, ten spike punches. Nice. Okay. And I'm gonna go ahead and say too, I think like the the depth in this definitely comes more from I feel like replayability. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if we did play the game three or four more times, we would have very few repeats. Yeah. Events. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think that's like that's the direction they chose to go with instead of a larger pool of characters. And I think that's a cool distinction. One thing that I thought was interesting just before we get to uh, like, uh, was how, because uh, I saw this a little bit in my runs too, but uh, we had like a guy that kept showing up in our runs that wasn't like a romanceable thing. He was just mm. a guy that he was like some kind of inter- 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 intergalactic prince that was trying to trick people into marrying him essentially, you know, and uh, he, he showed up yeah. for like three or four different events. Like he was just always around and it was interesting how, 
that was a consistent thing uh, side plot through the game for lack of a better term yeah it, it was it, it was neat gave me a very uh ziggy stardust yeah like mm-hmm. vibe for sure <laughs> it's definitely a creepy bowie moment for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like dan- like dancing in the street with no music playing <laughs> um yeah, I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off of everything you guys said. You know, it was fun. I did not expect to have nearly as much fun. Um I did not expect to laugh out loud and struggle to get through reading some of these things like because of how fucking funny some of it was. And mm-hmm. and I don't know if personally like some of the shit the narrator said was even funnier just because I was in my head picturing <laughs> Sam Elliott reading it like even as I'm doing the voice so <laughs> just some of the things were just tremendous but like I had a lot of a lot of fun doing the voices I was thrilled that people actually tuned in to watch and like hung out and enjoyed themselves you know and and we all had a blast and uh I'm gonna give it a nine I'm gonna give it a nine hams out of ten bones <laughs> nice uh I, I really did enjoy it because it's something it's it's a game that I feel like if I was bored one day, I could go play a few rounds of mm-hmm. by, just by myself yeah. and it would be entertaining. Yeah. The yeah. funny thing, too, is I feel like if you wanted to, you could play a full four character game by yourself. You know, you don't really need the four different humans to make that happen. You could do a four player game by yourself and not lose the plot on it. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of role play, come up with different personalities. I was for just each about to say that. Yeah, you role play it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Word. Let's get into some listener questions, Brad. All right. Let's all go to the letters. Um, so before we get started, there's one question that was asked that I'm not going to make you answer, Paul. This one came in from Jeff. That was, what's your favorite game from every console you played? I don't want to make you do that because I don't want you to be here for 25 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so in lieu of that, we'll move on to another question from Jeff. What was the first game you played that scared you? Uh, yeah, I can, uh, I can think of something, it's, it's kind of silly, uh, in retrospect, um, but, uh, I remember when I was probably nine, uh, like, I went over to a friend's house, he had a PlayStation 1, and, uh, there was a video game that he had called Brain Dead 13, it was a, uh, oh. it's, it, it's like one of those interactive cartoon games, like a dragon's lair or whatever, you know? And, uh, the, the thing that really separated it from that was that it had like just absurd levels of violence, like, uh, like think itchy and scratchy, <laughs> you know? Cause, uh, you know, mm. basically you're, you're a computer repair guy that's being chased around by a little hunchback, uh, that has hooks for both hands. Uh, he'll swap out the hooks with different kinds of weapons. And there's just all these different ways that he can get murdered. You know, if you stand too long, if you do the wrong action in a thing, you know, and for whatever reason, some of that violence just unsettled me because I guess I was just a very sensitive child, you know, because looking back, it's all just over the top and ridiculous. And, you know, like, but I remember that that I I had trouble sleeping because of that game. So, you know, uh, it's it, it's a fun one though. It's one that I don't hear people talk about because it's it's not uh it, it's uh not a uh uh super well known game. It, 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 that style of game people always think of uh, Dragon's Lair, you know, and not much else. Maybe Space Ace if you've got a cool person, but. Nobody ever talks about Brain Dead 13. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Say- <clears throat> I didn't play Brain Dead's 1 through 12, so. <laughs> yeah. 
What about you, Dalton? What's a game that scared you growing up? So this might have been like why I have a a thing for like tension as far as in games that really gets to me. It, it, it I got to give it to Tomb Raider Two. Okay, so there's a moment in Tomb Raider Two where it gets real quiet, and it's never real quiet, and it's just, and all of a sudden there's this loud crash of a, a orchestral music. And two tigers come out of nowhere, and all of a sudden you're having to jump around and fight these two tigers. And it was just such a boom moment that uh, it freaked me out, and I had nightmares about tigers for like a week. <laughs> but I was also very young, like mm-hmm. very very young. Uh, but I can tell you, the first like horror game that I played that scared the shit out of me was the original Resident Evil Two. I learned very early on zombies creep me out. Not so much now, but like when I was a kid, zombies very much creeped me out. I'm like, oh my god, they're eating people! (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Willie? Um, man, it's been a long time, but I seem to remember thinking as a kid that, um, like the really weirdly organic levels towards the end of Super C for the NES, which was a Contra sequel, was just like, I don't know, strangely disturbing. Like everything was just kind of biological and organic, and it was like you're inside some kind mm-hmm. of creature. There's like faces that look like aliens from the movie Alien, too, and it's just like, I don't know, the whole thing was just kind of unsettling in a really fun but creepy way. If we wouldn't go for more uh, horror-type game, I would also say... I definitely remember we rented Parasite Eve 1 and 2 a couple times, and the initial transformation when everything's mitochondria just start blasting off and they turn into horrible mm-hmm. mutants, like, that that yeah. definitely stuck with me. Uh, I mean, they are the powerhouse itself. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, the one that really jumps out to me is... An, More like a- the haunted house of the cell. <laughs> <laughs> what really jumps out to me is... I'm wondering if... I'm sorry. I was I was wondering if you're going to say the one I think you're going to That's say. The one you gonna go with something uh, else. The one that really jumps out to me is I remember being a little kid... It was a game that I would not play very often, but Willie played a lot. It was called um, The Flying Dragon, Legend of the Secret Scrolls or something like that. And it, it <laughs> and I don't know if anybody else has ever played this game, but there's a scene in the game where like you're at this fighting tournament and you fight all these guys, and then at the end of this like tournament, like you reveal it reveals like that the main person you're fighting at the end has a second form that's a horrifying looking monster. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like yeah, I played that game. Oh, as a okay, kid. so everybody had it. Nice. So, like, whenever they did the transformation scene, that monster scared the hell out of me. And like, I was like, can't deal with this. Can't deal with this. Can't play this video game. Oh man. Well, yeah, because like the 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 background would go black, and the audience would stop cheering, and all of a sudden the dude would have like this horrible face with tusks sticking mm-hmm. out and stuff. Yeah. Like, man, it was, scared it was the hell of me when I was a little spooky. kid, and like, <laughs> it's not that scary looking back on it, but yeah, <laughs> as a little small child watching his big brother fight the scary monster. <laughs> but it happens very suddenly, too, like, you input whatever the special command is to transform the guy, and all of a sudden, he's just this monster. Like, when a moment ago, he was just some karate guy. <laughs> yeah. I think it's pronounced gi, really. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That was a good one. I hate it. All right. Tremendous. That's usually my role, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Willie. The cooler Willie. (laughs) Chili Willie, if you will. God. We want Chili Willie. We want Chili Willie. Uh, This keeps getting worse and worse. Uh, (laughs) um, Okay, so the next question also comes from Jeff. 
and it is what is a book that you love to read around this time of year let's start with you this time paul uh well i don't read a lot of horror stuff um but uh i i really like uh there's an author, uh, Jason Pargin. Uh, he used to write for Cracked, uh, and uh, he has he's gone full time into being a novelist. Um, and his main series is uh, John Dies at the End, which is uh, it's got kind of this eldritch horror thing going on, but it's all very silly and comedic. Like you know, uh, there's a there's there's a guy who gets possessed by you know a bunch of demons, and uh, they refer to themselves as shitload. You know, like that kind of thing. You know, um, you know it, it's it's a it 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 has horror elements to it but i i wouldn't i wouldn't call it a horror book but uh i am looking forward to the new book in the series coming out this month because it has those elements uh i think it's called uh if this book exists you're in the wrong universe you know uh but yeah those are those are good books i really enjoy them there's a uh, john dies at the end uh there's uh this book is full of spiders seriously dude don't touch it uh what the hell did i just read <laughs> And then, uh, if this book exists, you're in the wrong universe. Nice. I love those names. Yeah, those are good. I think I've read yeah. the first one in that series. I might have to jump back into that at some point as well. Um, what about... They're a good yeah, time. What about you, Dalton? What's a book you like to read around this time of year? Um, so, I always, like, typically go back to two. Um, and it's either Interview with a Vampire or Pet Cemetery. Those are good. Well, I haven't read... Well, Pet Cemetery is good, but I know how you feel about Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you would. I, you might like vampire romance horror. I don't know, <laughs> you know. But it's, uh, but yeah, Pet Cemetery, man. That book was, you know, when I first read Pet Cemetery, I think I've told this before, but I'll tell it again because fuck it. Every episode, somebody's first. I think you told the Gage um, story last week, bro. No, 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 not that. Story. <laughs> okay. The first time I, the first time I read. Pet okay. Cemetery. Um. <laughs> I saw the movie before I ever read the book. And so I took the book with me on a camp out uh, in Boy Scouts when I was like 14 or 15 thinking like, oh, yeah, I'll read this while I'm in the tent. I've seen the movie. It won't be so bad. Bro, that book scared the fuck out of me. And I was up <laughs> all night in that goddamn tent. I wasn't going to sleep. There could be fucking crazy zombie creatures outside my tent. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, it's a scary book. It's really good. That's good stuff. About you, Will, what's a book you like to read around this time of year? Uh, honestly, I don't know if I really reread anything, really. I tend to just try to seek out some different stuff and go for... Um, I tend to do a lot of short stories. Got any recommendations else, maybe you know? you've come across recently that you'd like to shout out? Um, I can't really think right. of anything off the top of my head, honestly. That's weird. I feel bad <laughs> about being illiterate today, but that's just where, look we're, at the where we're at. Wiki. Yeah. For, yeah. Right. For me, there's this book that I really like. I've read a few times around this time of year. It's called A Night in the Lonesome October by Roger Zelazny. And it's this really interesting book about a game that is played between a bunch of what appear to be like Victorian era characters. And the book is told from like perspective of Jack the Ripper's dog. Um <laughs> It's just a really interesting book that I think a lot of people would enjoy. It's kind of got the horror comedy aspect to it. And I, I definitely recommend checking that one out. That does sound pretty cool. Yeah, I really like it. Um, all right. So I guess our next question comes in from DC Smokedown. And that is something that was scary as a kid, but as an adult, 
is funny. So what do you have for that, Dalton? Uh, <laughs> it freaked me out. It, it freaked me out more than anything when I was a kid. It didn't really scare me. Uh, but the Burger King dude? <laughs> <laughs> I have a mask of him now somewhere. But like... Dude, when I was younger, I was like, that motherfucker just like, I woke up and he was in my bed, I'd shit my pants. I mean, <laughs> he's the sneak king. You gotta watch out, you never know where he is. Yeah, that's true. Nope. <laughs> what about you, Paul? Uh, Well, I mean, I, I, I'd say that my first game that that scared me uh, fits that definition pretty, pretty solidly, but uh, I guess, it, like, uh... Honestly, I would say that uh, Friday the 13th kind of, you know, like when I when I was young, the concept of it scared me a lot. Like the little bits that I would see like airing on like TBS or whatever. I was just like, oh, I don't like this, you know. But now that I'm now that I'm like watching it with adult eyes, like the concept of Jason like bashing someone into it, like stuffing them in their sleeping bag and bashing <laughs> them against a tree over and over again <laughs> is objectively funny. Oh, absolutely. You know. <laughs> So uh, mine's in a similar vein to that because I remember watching the Gremlins movies as a kid. I thought they were horrifying, and now like they are just so freaking funny, and I love them so much. <laughs> like like Gremlins were so scary as a kid, but now I'm just like, man, these guys are freaking funny. <laughs> what about you, Willie? I'd say that uh, when I was a kid, Are You Afraid of the Dark had a couple episodes where like when something really bad would happen to a character, they'd have like blue or green ooze coming out of them. I'm just oozing. And it was the scariest thing. Cause what's going on? And you look at it as an adult and you're like, they just literally put some <laughs> damn food syrup on this dude. Um, food color and corn yeah. syrup. And that's quick, it. Uh, quick sidebar. Yeah. Just about things that we watched as a kid. That was probably, this movie was probably way too intense for a kids movie. Did y'all ever see small soldiers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Holy shit. If you go back and watch that movie, it, it like holds up as an adult for being like, damn, this movie's intense. It's gratuitous. For, yeah. <laughs> it's just some toys, but holy shit. <laughs> the Gorgons or the Gorgonites or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I loved it, man. That's a good ass movie, but man, it is intense for a children's movie. <laughs> All right. Now, this question comes from Khan. It's actually about this week's game. Who was best boy slash girl? Slash nine binary pal in Monster Prom. <laughs> I'm just gonna jump out and say that I mean I was very 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 happy with how my arc with Damien went, and I'm glad that he just kept showing up in everyone's story, being a huge hot headed goofball and making problems. He's here to cause problems <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> Love it. Uh, what about you, I, Dal- uh, Dalton? Let's go with you first. I I didn't pick her, but I gotta go Vera. I just, uh, I dig her, I dig her style. Yeah. <laughs> I like her attitude. <laughs> <laughs> she got hustle. Yeah, she got grimace. <laughs> I don't know what that she word was that supposed grimace. to be. <laughs> She's got what, what, nothing whatever, can kill the grimace. Is, she got a ton of it. <laughs> she can kill, kill the grimace. She anytime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Paul? Uh, I, I, I really like Polly. You know, uh, she she's just very fun, you know, uh, like, you know, not n- not taking literally anything seriously, you know, but uh, never seeming like, you know, she was completely disconnected from everything. She was just I don't know. She, she's just doing her own thing, you know, and uh, 
I don't know. It was just really funny. I, I liked a lot of her lines, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all the stuff about drugs. Yeah. Is very no, funny. Polly's <laughs> definitely a standout, pretty hilarious character. And yeah, I I had an event where, uh, like, she was talking with Vera, you know, about how they can make money, you know, and uh, they're brainstorming ideas. And she just, sh- uh, she's just like, nipples, that's how we'll make money, you know. And uh, then I suggested uh, meth. And they're like, well, it could make money, but it has kind of a bad image, doesn't it? Oh, we just got to call it something else. We'll call it nipples. <laughs> yeah, like, just- <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and there's just something to be about the whole... Um, himbo dynamic that i love and that's why i ended up going after scott while we played because it's just so funny and it's just who doesn't want to hang around with a himbo all day you know what i mean <laughs> everybody loves johnny bravo yeah. it's literally it's literally baked into him being a good dog mm-hmm, yeah too, which i think is really yeah. funny good boy good boy all right and then our final question comes in from team retrogue and it is are you going to buy a Happy Meal this year just to get the trick-or-treat pails? And for me, absolutely, 1,000%, yes, I want all three. I, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was going to say I wasn't until you made it obvious that this is an option. Yeah, it, and now it's I'm like probably, basically yeah. recreating the McDonald's pails from our youth. Like they have the, yeah. um, the jack-o'-lantern, yeah. the witch, and the ghost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess I got to get one. You win this game, clown. I mean, I will probably get Happy Meals, but that's because, you know, uh, I have a young child to feed, you know, so I'm sure some nights this week I'm going to get lazy, so, you know. So seven pails for Paul, okay. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, I mean, why not? I don't know if I'd call him seven pails. I mean, he doesn't count that well, but come on. Seven pails of the seven pails. <laughs> oh, yeah, just three white dudes like, in their mid thirties making a podcast. Let's go. <laughs> I guess I just. Leave. I'm pretty sure the collective noun of white guys is a podcast. <laughs> it's like a pod of it's a pod of whales. A podcast of dudes. Dude, I saw a thing the other day that said. Uh, singularize a movie title and somebody just said a crow on the Orient Express. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> and I was like, that's yeah, good. I love it. Uh, I guess that just leaves house cleaning. And uh, yeah, so then if you would be such a dear and head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review or if you listen to us on Spotify, give us one of those big old thumbs up the butt. We appreciate that. If you would like to join the Discord, it is bit.ly slash TSMP Discord. It's happening. Come join. There's a bunch of people in here now. It's it's grown exponentially. I love it. So, yeah, Nathan had to go and reshuffle around all the channels and reorganize things just to make sure everything had a place where it fit in more accurately. Good yeah. work on that, by the way, Nate. You really uh, helped out. You really a lot crushed for it. Sure. Um, Nate got so high on his own reorganizing that he's like, afterwards, he's like DMing. It's like, you want to? We should create a bunch of other little group chats and all that. Like, more of those channels. Okay, it's cool. Getting it's cool. You've channels. done your job. <laughs> I need all the channels. Uh, if you want to check out our website, bit.ly slash the Steam Machine Podcast, I think I need to update it. I think I'm a little behind on that. That's my bad. Um, Patreon.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast. You can come and join. And be like one of these wonderful people if you donate $10 or more a month. Nate Sir Cogsworth, the 7th of Juniper. Jeff, the original, expendable, Mr. Syllables, old Jeffy Lube, the grumpy old man himself. 
Arisa Adam, shout out to his podcast, Revival and Extinction, now under the TSMP banner, and James the Steam Machine Monitor Hall, and and also Team Retro. Check him out on YouTube. We appreciate you guys very, very much. Thank God. Um, if you want to get a shirt, tsmpproductions.threadless.com. Shout out the Aspod, you know the BS Podcast. Shout out the JRPG Report. If you want to check out my music, nowthenightmare.bandcamp.com. Paul, please plug your stuff, my good sir. Uh, everybody knows me. I'll just plug my ass. Um, <laughs> plug it good, Danny. <laughs> yeah. With a little foxtail sticking out. You'll have to see it. But no, no, seriously. Um, the artists that I work with, uh, Landon and Brandon Franklin, uh, they're really good. Uh, you can find them on uh, the major social medias under Wayward Cross Art. Uh, that's, uh, they, they're mostly on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, they've, they've been doing a little bit of process stuff on TikTok. Uh, if you want to check there too, but, uh, Twitter and Instagram is where you're going to see most of their stuff. Uh, Landon is currently doing a Inktober challenge where he is promptly ignoring most of the actual prompts and just drawing characters that he <laughs> feels like, uh, but still saying, uh, today's prompt was, you know, like scallop. So I drew mob from mob psycho 100, you know, like, you know, just stuff <laughs> like that, you know, just. Um, but he's having a grand old time and they're really talented artists. So, uh, check them out. Well, hell yeah. Everybody go check them out. Give them a follow. Let them know we sent you. <laughs> and on that note, gentlemen, you guys usually like the past couple of weeks, you basically tell me, go fuck myself when I ask you if you have anything to plug. So is there anything you'd like to recommend to anybody? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Willie, what about you? <laughs> all right on that note everybody uh next week i believe it's going to be our next episode is going to be just me and willie um and wait no wait well hold on right <laughs> isn't it next week isn't it shivers 2 that's gonna be the next game by the way shivers 2 that's the game that you're gonna be out of town for yeah maybe <laughs> tbd we'll we'll figure it out yeah. in post <laughs> okay yeah uh, so we'll see you next time for shivers 2 for the brothers of destruction for Wayward Cross Comics, Paul Korn, thank you for joining us, my good sir. As always, guys, keep it spooky. Keep it spooky.